This week's episode of Podular Modcast is brought to you by our lovely synth shop here in the Pacific Northwest. That's right, Patchworks. Please visit them online at patchworks.com. That's P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com for all of your synthesizer needs. And it's not just modular, they've got everything there. I got my Hydrosynth there, they've got all the Novation stuff, the MPCs and all the, the cool Akai stuff, the Electron boxes, uh, they've even got studio monitors, field recorders, I mean, they have your audio needs covered. So once again, that's patchworks.com, P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com. And this week's episode is also brought to you by After Later Audio. Have you heard of the new Carve? The quad function generator quad vca uh full it can be a full voice really you can uh do some filtering slew limiting um yeah it's it's a real powerhouse um it can be used as a a a four channel mixer even with the with vcas so don't hesitate head on over to afterlateraudio.com give them a follow on instagram because i have a feeling that 2022 is going to be a pretty exciting year from after later audio Hello and welcome back to Podular Modcast. My name is Tim, and this week we're going to be talking to Francesca, aka Idra, about her album Lone Voyagers, Lovers, and Lands, about her journey into music and then her journey into modular. Um, and it's just a really, really lovely conversation. I highly recommend uh, this album that we're going to talk a lot about today. I've been listening to it kind of nonstop since I uh, since I found it. Um, it's a good morning album. I, I've been, I find that I've been putting it on in the morning while I'm drinking my coffee and then I'll, I'll go and, uh, and, and do some reading. And it's, uh, it's really nice for that. Um, very peaceful and yeah, just really good melodies and whatnot. But let me not get ahead of myself because we are going to talk about this soon. Um, I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while. A lot of, of things have happened since I last talked at you. Um, we tried a new format a couple weeks ago for the show and I have to say I got a lot of really positive response for that I don't get a whole lot of emails regarding specific episodes but um I did for this one this last one and it was uh it was that was really cool because it it was a, a bit of an experiment and I'm definitely going to do more um if you're wondering what I'm talking about I did a field recording episode where uh, I went and used my uh, hydrophone, my underwater microphone, to record sea lions underwater and then stitched together uh, a nice big piece of field recording to then uh, use for a piece of music. And I'm still working on that piece of music and I'm going to release those, um, this this kind of field recording, comp- well, not compilation, but it's like a 24 minute chunk out of the hours that I recorded. Um, I'm gonna release that publicly for you all to do what you want with it, make some music inspired by or sample it or whatever, and then it'd be, I wanna do a, a digital uh, compilation album with that. So, so stay tuned, there's gonna be more details on that. However, if you don't wanna wait, you can go over to the Patreon because I made those files available to patrons. Um, so you can visit patreon.com forward slash podular modcast. And while I'm on the subject, thank you for everybody who has signed up recently. I've been talking a lot about how I want to take the show to the next level. And um, 
yeah, I want to just do a lot more video stuff, but I'm starting to lean more into this kind of field recording thing, but I, I don't know. I, I've got some ideas floating around in my head, and I, I want to talk to y'all about how we should use the Patreon um, as it grows, but I'm not quite, I haven't fully gathered my thoughts. But for now, Patreon is the main engine keeping this show going, so if you would like to help keep this show going, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash forward slash Podular Modcast. I'm going to do a mini bonus episode of another field recording journey I did with some uh, with a train and a geophone, which is a seismic microphone. I slapped it on a train bridge and I jammed with the train. Um, so be on the lookout for that if you're a patron. That's going to be really cool. Um, what else? I went to San Francisco and I saw Bjork live. I was in the seventh row and that was one of the most amazing spectacles I have ever seen in my life. Um, yeah, the, the drummer used the hydrophone and they had this like big tub of water and he had these like half, like half, like, uh, I don't know, like gourds that were different tones and different sizes. And he was like playing them with his hands. They were floating in the water and then the hydrophone was picking it up and it just, it was so amazing. Um, and while I was down there, I got to do a tour of the Needham Woodworks, uh, shop where all the great cases get made I uh, got to hang out with Eric who's who's a good buddy of mine so that was really fun so there's gonna be a uh, little video tour of that up on the patreon soon as well and I also got to hang out with Austin our Benny and we did a little field recording adventure which might turn into a future episode so uh, be on the lookout for that and of course when I say possibly a future episode about this I mean they're definitely will be a future episode about this. Um, but I don't think I want to tell you what we are recording quite yet. Uh, because I don't, you know, it'll be more impactful when you listen to the episode, but I just feel so fortunate to, um, to have made such good friends like Austin and Eric through this show. And I feel so fortunate that Austin and my paths have crossed so frequently over the last, you know, six months, we've got to hang out a number of times and, uh, yeah, it's just been, I just feel so incredibly lucky for that. He's a, he's a good, he's a good dude. Very funny. Um, a good hang. Great, great person to have bring you around an area and show you around if you don't know the area. So thank you for that, Austin. I think that will about do it for this intro. Let's get into our conversation with Francesca, AKA Idra. All right, Francesca, this is, this is, uh, one of my favorite uh, types of interviews to do in that all I really know about you is your name and some of your music. Other okay. than that, I know nothing about you. And I kept it that way because I want to find out right now. So perfect. <laughs> where do you, where do you live right now? Um, and then actually let's start. Where, where, where did you grow up? I grew up in Milan, Italy. And okay. I'm actually living here. So. Okay. Yeah, I live in Italy. And... Did you leave at all to go to school and come back to your hometown? Or have you just stayed in Milan the whole time? I stayed in Milan basically all the time. Okay. Except that one year I, I left to live in Spain for my master's degree. Uh, but all the time I've, I've lived in, in Milan. Okay. 
What did you get your master's in? In music technology and innovation at Berkeley Valencia College. Oh, cool. All right. What yeah. was your thesis yeah, yeah. topic? I build a weird instrument that uh -huh. make noises and sound. And yeah, <laughs> I, I spent one year building an instrument. Maybe if I can come back, I think that I will do something different because it <laughs> takes me how long to figure out a lot of things, but was funny. <laughs> what what kind like do you still use the instrument at all? Was it a success or sometimes I still use it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a super simple instrument with a piezo, a concert mic in it, and a lot of piece of metal, guitar, chords, um, a piece of kalimba that is broken, actually. Oh, cool. And <laughs> you, just, you just play with it and make weird noises, that, and then I usually manipulate it uh, in Ableton or with my modular. It's funny. <laughs> okay, all right, that's cool. Did you name, <laughs> did you name the instrument? The name is Tacto. Tacto? Tacto, yeah. Okay, cool. Like, well, uh, like tactile, like something that you touch and you put uh -huh. your rhymes on and, and do crazy things. Okay, very cool. Um, I see you kind of looking over to the right. Is it right there in the room with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally cool. Okay. Yeah, there is a, a, a door that I keep, I, I keep it closed. And... <laughs> <laughs> cool. So I like to get... Um, a backstory on people. So you, and you kind of gave some foreshadowing. If you got your degree in musical technology, let's go all the way back to when music kind of rooted itself in your life as a, well, I'm assuming that music is a central uh, theme or love or, you know, a part, a huge part of your personality. I love you. See, you say the central theme because it is actually like this, like I start play, I start with music at nine years old. Okay. And my first instrument was a trumpet. Okay. Uh, and I, I remember that I went with my parents to to a huge concert. I don't know if you know the artist, it's called Goran Bragovic. Mm -mm, I'm not familiar. Um, is 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 an artist that use um, in the background have a lot of like brass instruments and I was shocked by the sound and by the the the, the light on the brass instrument that was like kind of crazy. And the day after, I was I was like, "Mom, um, listen, I want to play trumpet." <laughs> <laughs> My mom was okay, uh, and that started. Um, I spent like my first years like playing it in a like the 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 band city. Um, uh -huh surrounded by a lot of old men people <laughs> real people uh so i made my my bone strong <laughs> if I could say that. and after after a couple of years things were getting more serious and i started study um in, a, in the conservatory here in milan and uh, i actually take a degree like I studied 10 years in the conservatory and I'm graduating wow. in classical trumpet. So, so yeah. And after, after that, I just spent two years by asking what I should do next. And I start with electronic music and then I went to Valencia, I do my master and I come back. So basically now I'm 28 years old and I started when I was nine. So it's, I think, all, all of my life, I could say. Yeah, yeah. 
definitely. Um, I always, I, I always ask the question that I asked, hoping for an answer like yours for this. I, I like these, these singular moments that are so that, that basically re, they, they, they dictate the direction the rest of your life for the foreseeable future is going to go. Um, and I love that that happened so young for you and in such a kind of, uh, a dramatic setting of this, you know, this very, I imagine dramatic music and this dramatic, uh, you know, was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. A, usually a it's like a pop star. Of, <laughs> a, a huge wall of brass sound. I was like, okay, maybe you should do that. Um, yeah. So actually right now with the, with my main instrument, that is the trumpet is like a love and hate because, I think that I played that for too many, like too many years of my life. That uh -huh. is like a, a long love story uh -huh. <laughs> that go up and down. And so sometimes we are happy together, sometimes we are not. <laughs> That's how I feel about guitar. Yeah. I started it on guitar really young. Um, cool. So where where does electronic music start to get your attention. I imagine, you know, just, just from the outsider, electronic music seems like it's a long way from conservatories focusing on trumpet or yeah. brass instruments. Yeah, 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 totally. In fact, a lot of people that study with me classical music, I mean, um, classical musicians, uh, and it's not to, to say anything bad, mm -hmm. but classical musicians are a bit in their, in their square. Mm -hmm. and and thinking that the classical music is is the main um kind of music that you should learn you should play and but then if you look to all other kind of music and classical music too the main thing of music is that could um make you use your creativity mm -hmm. and um of course, when you study classical music, I, I was studying like the 16th age, uh, um, like book, like uh, from the from the 16th century. Uh -huh. It's super old with a lot of old techniques that that we are continuing to study um, in in those days. So uh, they are a bit stuck in time, if I could say that. Mm -hmm. And I feel myself more, 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 not, not, I don't feel myself in a square. Mm -hmm. I love to look around and listen around and listen what the world has to offer to me. And so what happens is just that I think that I find my way with electronic music because it's the, the music that I think for me wor works better and, and expand my creativity at, 100% if it's possible. Um, so I think that, that that's it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a really, I, I, I like that answer a lot because I, I know that that classical musician, I've met many of them. I'm a close friend with one. He, he, uh, we joke that he's, you know, of, you know, 60 year old man trapped in a, you know, a 30 year old body 
Um, <laughs> he doesn't, he didn't really know. He doesn't know like a David Bowie song. He's never seen star Wars. You know, he just listens to classical music, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, sometimes I'll show him, you know, what I think are some of the greatest songs of all time. And I'm like, what do you think of this? And he's like, nah, it's not, I don't think it's too basic. Too... Yeah. Yeah. Um, too which easy. is kind of funny. Yeah. So there's, there's something about like the idea of the complexity in, and maybe the ensemble nature generally of classical music that, that kind of, I feel like is part of the anatomy of what pe keeps people in what you're calling that square. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I'm I also know. not classically trained. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to say anything that it's bad. I'm not like uh, <laughs> judging <laughs> classical musician. Um, I just try to see the two faces of, of, of my, of my life, if I mm -hmm. can say like that. And uh, I mean, Classical music give me a lot, like give me a, a lot of like um, sense of music in general, and learn me how to listen to sounds, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. from the tiniest sound of in the world, from the biggest sound in the world, and analyze it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think that that is the, the the best gift that classical music give me. Um, otherwise, I think that wasn't my my path and I really was yeah I like it I still like it I still like it I studied too many years to yeah not yeah, like it anymore <laughs> it seems like it's probably really just a part of who the part of you like your DNA maybe <laughs> yeah I'm still I still have to figure out how to use it properly in my music because mm -hmm. um trumpet is a kind of instrument that sounds really good if you listen to that in person but when you have to record trumpet it's a really uh shit if i can say because <laughs> it hard is super metallic sounds and when you're recording all, all the bad frequency or the high frequency or metallic sound um you pick them and you have to manipulate the sound a lot to make it good and make it good as, as was re in the reality. Like uh, I built my sound with the trumpet in a really um, round way. Like mm -hmm. I want to play trumpet like I, I play like with velvet. And uh -huh. so when I record it, it's never as I don't feel that is my sound anymore. So it's a bit difficult. Uh, I still try to figure that out because I would love to incorporate in what I do. I usually incorporate trumpet when I do live performance because mm -hmm. uh, I think that for people too, it's it's great to see like an instrument that they know uh, along with the instrument that they look like, what the fuck is that? So, uh -huh. <laughs> and, and I enjoy playing trumpet live uh, in the recording, in my, in my production. Um, it's it's a bit difficult yeah and i could i i see the the allure of wanting to play a, a more well one a more recognizable instrument to people in the audience because a lot of people don't know what um, modular synths are and then i think there's also i don't know maybe this isn't true for you but for me as somebody who started on a music on a, an instrument that is very tactile and relies a lot on the physicality 
mm-hmm. you know, the, the interaction between your physicality and this physical object. Um, sometimes I need more than just twisting knobs to, yeah. to feel like I'm doing something. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's a hang up or, or I don't know what, I don't know if that's insecurity or if, if there's something to that. I don't, I don't think there's a right answer. It's probably all. No, I think, I think it's, it's for me the same. And I think that for a lot of people could be the same, especially if you start with a, with an instrument that it's actually physical and you have to put your physical energy to make it sound. Um, so yeah, I, I, I can totally feel what you, what are you saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Twisting so, up is fun, but it's super mental at this time uh-huh. because you have to think a lot while yeah. playing. It, it it's became more physical, and your energy is split to the mental side and the physical side. Yeah, uh, that's a really good distinction there. Yeah, because like when I'm playing guitar in a band in a live setting, I can kind of disappear or at least my yeah. ego can kind of dissolve a little bit to where I'm just kind of like in the experience. But I feel like when I'm playing modular live, I'm I'm present in a different way in that I have to pay attention as if it's like a... Yeah, be like a, completely <laughs> focused on what are you doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which they're both exciting in their own way, but I have to say that maybe it's just because I'm a, I'm a simple-minded ape but there's something about really just rocking out and getting physical with something that there's just Sweating. nothing that can replace it. Yeah. can replace that. Um, so where does, okay. So, so you start, you, did you start gravitating towards electronic music because of the music that you were hearing from uh, the electronic side or were you kind of pulled in by the technology first? Uh, tough question. Um, I think uh, I think that first uh, was um, I was like listen to uh, some trumpet player that interact pedals in what they do, like Nils Petter Molver, that is a Norwegian uh, trumpet player, and and it was super fascinating because I was. Um, I know, oh, since I was a kid, I know that, that music um, should be a part of my life. And if not a part, like my entire life, mm-hmm. my, my meaning here in this world, um, even if it's super difficult and <laughs> like to really re- realize as a musician and live, <laughs> live with music. But that's, in, it's another uh, it's another argument. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so first was the, like the inter- interest that, that some musicians are, um, make me feel. Um, sorry for my, my weird English. That's okay. <laughs> I understand you. what you're saying. <laughs> I know it's a bit funny because I'm a super Italian and I think in Italian when, when I speak. <laughs> so I, I, I know that I mess up a lot of things, but. Um, hey, okay. I can only speak English. I can't speak any Italian. So you're already beating me by a long shot. <laughs> Except for buongiorno. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, um, yeah, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm trying to find my 
my kind of sound with my instrument and and then I listened that people with trumpets using like pedal board and using um, Ableton and affect their, their instrument live. And I was like, oh, wow, maybe, maybe I have to go there in that, that direction. And, and I've, I've started simply like that, like simply with a, a, was a, was a weird multi-effect for voices, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I just I just buy that like randomly one day with a microphone and and I start like this they start just to affecting my my trumpet and it was super interesting and after that I I've discovered Ableton and I start only digital like only using Ableton and producing with Ableton and recording and do everything with that and and then I just discover all the analog part of the electronic mm -hmm. music that is. A, so fascinating and so um, endless. Uh, and in the time, my best friend started to to use modular modular synths, uh, and I was at his home. We are just drinking a beer together, and he was showing me like how that works, like oscillator, filter, VCA, and I was like, okay, that's that's the path. Let's let's try. Let's go. And from that moment was a, um, a waste of money. And <laughs> 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 uh, no, I, I'm joking, not joking. <laughs> but, uh, Maybe not a waste, just very expensive. Very expensive and happy place. But yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, right now I feel happy with what I'm doing. Um, I feel that is the right way, I think, mm -hmm. I hope to, um, uh, yeah. So when you first saw Mo you, you had this night of exploring modular and you were hooked right away in that moment, were you thinking using it of using it as a way of processing trumpet still, or were you kind of saying, oh, wait, maybe this is a way I can make this music, this sound that I want to do, but with a whole new machine. Was, uh, yeah, new instrument, new machine. Let's stop for a minute. Um, the trumpet and everything that I've learned until now, or better use what I learned until now for you know, something different mm -hmm. and, and see where I could go with that. Had you played like with any desktop synthesizers before this this getting into modular like did you ever have like a a juno or anything like that or i think i my first synth was the mini log like that i think that that could be the main um synth like the ba basic synth that people grab for as a first synth mm -hmm. and and yeah then i start right after with modular okay okay that's that's interesting because I'm I'm curious. You said bring you wanted to bring what you had you know studied and learned, you know, in your ten mm -hmm. years of studying trumpet, to this new instrument, this new technology of creating music. Did you find that your your um, your education musically uh, made you well equipped? for jumping into this or did you feel like hey not a lot of, like 
was it was there a lot of crossover or was there what was that experience well, I, like? I i feel totally in a, in a huge black hole because um <laughs> and i have to study a lot and and learn a lot uh but yeah as i say before the big gift the classical music and all my years of studying classical trumpet and classical music in general um was the I mean, the good taste of listening, if I could say like that. And, uh, and so like how to properly have a good sound and working with sound in general, that, that, that is what are fascinating me uh, mostly, like um, have, a, have a good sound at the end. It's not, not, not important what kind of instrument or machine you're using. But at mm -hmm. the end, what I want is that it sound good. So I'm, it's more a, yeah. it's more a researching on on a type of sound on a type of sonority, um, not the not the instrument itself. If it makes sense with yeah. your question, I think so. Yeah, because it's. I feel like I'm I'm similar to you in what I'm trying to achieve through. Uh, my 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 creative you know output my music that i make and that is well a lot lately it has to do with listening and it's funny i'm reading a book that that's talks a lot about um attention and mm. you know different ways of of using your attention to actually kind of fight against what they're the, the author's calling the attention economy which is like mm. the what all these apps and social media and and the media in general are trying to uh you know monetize our attention and take it so yes. I, and and listening is such a huge aspect of it um so you know and of course you know the deep listening from like the pauline oliveros stuff you know like that mm -hmm. like john cage kind of like listening to the world as if it's a piece um yeah. and then trying to take inspiration and collaborate with that is way that's that's what is interesting to me right now not not what synth I'm using or yeah. what particular piece of gear. Um, I don't know if I that's mean, we are, we are yeah, 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 totally. We, we are uh, surrounded by sounds and noises all, all day, all minutes or seconds mm -hmm. of our life, everywhere, everywhere we, we are. So there are a lot of people that, that, mm, they're not using the sense of listening, not mm -hmm. only in music, it's a general. Um, so like a lot of people don't use the ears, don't use the listening. And I'm trying to focus myself on, on listen to the word, mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. people and, and to music, and then take here and there um, inspiration and put in, in what I'm, what I'm doing in, in my music. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. I, we just moved to this new house, not new house. It's a very old house, but it's new to us. <laughs> okay. Um, and my old apartment was, we, we literally lived right under the flight path where the main airport, where all the, yeah. like the takeoffs and landings were happening. So it was every minute, maybe every 30 seconds, a plane was flying over just a couple hundred feet above us because we were so close. And then we had another where Boeing, the company that makes jumbo jets and airplanes, is right across the river from us. So they were 
always oh, the, wow. the commercial planes. So it was just, it was a very loud place to live, busy roads. There was always something to listen to. And, and I would just lay and listen to it. And actually it came, it got to a point where I really enjoyed the sound of our apartment. <laughs> I really, and then I, this, this new, it was something I was thinking about last night as I was laying in bed, I was like, I'm going to go listen to our new house in the same way that I listen to our apartment. Okay. And all I can hear is the heater downstairs, the furnace, and that's, mm. and then maybe a car goes by every, and I'm like, oh, this is a very boring listening <laughs> experience here. I, I miss the, but you know, it's obviously better to be in a quiet place, but I, I really, yeah. I really liked it. And I kind of thought that would happen. So I remember one night before we moved, I just left my field recorder in the living room and recorded. I was up so. to ask you, like, <laughs> I hope you have recorded something. <laughs> I did. I did. Um, and I was just thinking last night, I was like, huh, maybe next time I go to bed, I will just listen to that in the new house. <laughs> wow. But that, that was that's... a long side story, and I don't know what I was trying to say with that. Please pardon the interruption, but I am incredibly excited to tell you that this week's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp Online Therapy. The best way to think about therapy is through a bunch of analogies. We get our cars tuned up to prevent bigger issues down the road. We get annual checkups. We go to the gym to maintain physical wellness and prevent injury and disease. We do chores regularly, uh, some of us do anyways, uh, to avoid a giant mess of a house. Going to therapy is a lot like all of these. It's routine maintenance for your mental and emotional wellness to prevent bigger issues down the road. If you've listened to this show long enough, you know that um, I'm, I'm extremely interested in you know, talking about mental health issues and, um, you know, having people share their stories, sharing my own personal stories. And part of all of these personal stories, if we're talking about the path to recovery or the path to even just management, um, therapy is an absolute essential part of that. And that's one of the reasons I'm so excited to have this um, the sponsorship from BetterHelp because BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, or even live chat sessions with your therapist. So if you don't want to see anybody or don't want anybody to see you on a camera, you don't have to. Um, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. A lot of us don't even consider it because maybe our insurance doesn't cover it or we don't have insurance, so we just totally write it off. Well, this is much more affordable and you can be communicating with a therapist in under 48 hours, which is extremely fast as far as these things go. Uh, trust me, I know from experience. Why invest in everything else but not your mind? So once again, this podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp and Podular Modcast listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Podular. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Podular. P-O-D-U-L-A-R. Betterhelp.com slash Podular. I'm curious with with self-expression as far as your music goes. Do you feel like you're trying to say or convey ex like explicit things or is it something that you just really enjoy to do, enjoy doing and you like to chase the sound or is it an expression of of an emotion or an experience? Uh, super tough question, but I really like it. Um I think that I'm not uh, I'm not a kind of person that think that I have all the um, responses in my end. So I 
I don't when I play live or when I'm working on an album or an EP, I'm just put all myself and my energy in that. Um, maybe thinking to my personal life or something that I saw um, in a specific day or I don't know, a feeling that I have in that moment. But I, I don't want to to give them to people in order to feel them in the same way that I felt. If mm-hmm. it makes sense, mm-hmm. was super hard. Um, <laughs> was super hard to say. <laughs> um, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I'm the same way. Okay, and um, so what I what I think that I think all of it is to just give some suggestion, and then I want that people. Um, listen to my music, think about their life and think about them. And what I want, like my goal at the end is to make people feel something mm-hmm. or go somewhere with their mind. Um, and I'm super curious about that. Like I, I really want to know where people go and what they feel if that feel is something maybe they don't feel anything i i don't know but mm-hmm. uh, i don't want that they feel the same thing that i felt you don't want that uh, i mean um if i feel happy when i do uh when i do a track <laughs> yes of course right right <laughs> and I, when I, and if i feel sad at the same time um i don't want to 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 give a box like of emotion that you open and you already know what you will feel i just mm-hmm. want to give a empty box with maybe a um an imaging or a picture of or something like that yeah that no, is I not too that specific but at the uh-huh. same time um it it give you a starting point yeah. where you can feel free i always say that you when you listen to my music i want that you feel free to to be truly yourself and feel free to go wherever you want and I, this is I, my main yeah. goal i and i think you succeed in that um thank i've you. been listening to your album um sorry I, I forgot the name of it i even pulled it up so i wouldn't forget the name of it uh lone voyagers lovers and lands yeah. i've listened to that album probably 10 times this week um thank you and i love it Uh, it's, Thank you so much. It's definitely, um, you know, I listen to stuff in preparation for these kind of talks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes I listen to it all week and then, you know, I don't listen to it too much after that. I know I'm going to continue to listen to this album <laughs> regularly Thank you so much. for a while. Yeah, it's it's very. And, it, and to me, what I found about it is you are able to do something that I that I've been trying to to figure out how to do within my own stuff. And I, I'm, I'm maybe just starting to be able to figure it out, but this kind of goes along to what, with what you were saying with, you want to give, you kind of want to um, give somebody maybe a, uh, a suggestion maybe, or yeah, a seed for an experience that glows, yeah. it grows into their own plant or something. And you, and I think you succeed in that by, um, you know how to use empty space hmm. in a really good way. You make, you make, you have this bed of sound and these kind of like slow th- 
things that happen and change over it, but there's a lot of time for the listener, if they're actively listening, to use their imagination. And I think that's like with good filmmaking and good writing, you leave enough space for the 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 person who's consuming the piece to kind of take it in their own way, just like you said. And and I I think that's uh, that takes that that takes a special skill that I hope can be honed because I'm trying to learn it. But um, oh, th thank you so much for what you're saying. Uh, I don't know that that requires a special skill. So um, I really the special thing that I do, and I say special like um, <laughs> with uh, with a lot of points. Um, <laughs> it just uh, be myself and try to put in music my feelings. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. No more than that. Uh, yeah. And what I was saying, like giving a seed, like the seed for that album was in the title, for example. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and from there, you could think about anything that you want. Okay. I like that. So another thing that I like about this and what I like about albums in general, rather than this kind of single culture that, we're, that we found ourselves in where people mm. release one track at a time. I, I'm still kind of old school in loving an album because it kind of can stand as like a cohesive statement or um, a story or a story or a snapshot in time, you know, yeah. of, of the creator's life. And this feels like a very, this feels like a, a cohesive collection of songs that belong mm -hmm. together. So when you say you started with a title, that makes sense to me. So where did that, where did that seed come from for you? What planted this seed externally for you to? Oh, a, a lot of experience, um, a lot of emotion. Land Voyagers, Lovers and Land, I think it's my main album um, um, until now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it have inside a lot of, of emotion good and bad uh -huh. <laughs> um so yeah it was a bit of struggle <laughs> um but at the same time uh come out like in i produce it like in a week less than a week i think i was like completely surrounded about things and that, that i have to share uh with uh -huh. myself of course and and i just write the the music all the way and i just close myself in my studio that is actually the basement of, of my apartment. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, yeah, everything go flow away. And Lone Voyagers, Lovers, and Land is is for all that category. Like it's for it's an album for Lone Voyagers that I think. We, I think in life, we all been alone voyagers in a in a time of, of our life. Mm -hmm. um, lovers, because we we are all lovers of, mm -hmm. uh, of what we want to be, and and lens, because I think that we are a bit lost in the sense of lens and um, what is earth in general. Um, so yeah, it's like a, uh, 
I don't I don't know how to say. It's like that I write something like write a letter to the kind of category, if you could uh -huh. say like that. The kind no. of people. Yeah. No, I like that. You're actually making me kind of think about it kind of makes me think like there are certain tracks that I made that I think are as close to an expression of, or as close to a self-portrait as I could mm. possibly come, even more so than explaining it in words, even if I could write it, you know, like I think I, I, my, my best way of expression is, is through sound. And, and I think like when you say like writing a letter to this, it's like, makes, you know, thinking of music as a language that is just outside of, um, you know, words and, yes. and I don't know, I, I I'm, I'm kind of losing my thought now, but it's, <laughs> it's a way of saying what you can't say with words, I guess, which isn't that profound or new of a thought, but, yes. um, you know, it's, that's where my I mean, head's been lately. Um, Yes, and the first thing that music is, is that, I mean, I don't make music for people. I make, of course, I make for music for people, but first of all, I make music for myself. And I think that is, um, I don't know, it, it's a way to say something that maybe I don't want to say uh, loud. Uh, I don't want to say to myself directly. Mm -hmm. It's 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 my unconscious that try to healing myself or make me conscious about what my life is in that in that specific time. Um, and yeah, I think that the first thing that for me is music, it's it's like a medicine for me, first of all. Mm -hmm. And it helped me a lot in my life. Uh, so yeah, I think that. I don't know. I, I don't want to say that, that make music, it's easy. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it is if you have to say something. I agree. Yeah. Like, you know, you saying that you made that in a week doesn't surprise me if that week was it, you were totally inspired and motivated. You know, I'm working on something right now that I feel like I'm almost done with that, you know, if I finished it by tomorrow, which I could, it would be done in a week and it's, it would be something that I would feel very, very good about. Um, and I think that's what I like about this technology too, with, with synths and everything. Like it, I, it's, it's broken down my idea of the song. And I think of things more as like pieces. Now I'm, I'm getting more mm. further and further away, um, from wanting to make something that's three to five minutes long. I'm more interested in, getting something that's, you know, 20 to 40 minutes long that you can fully, you know, give your Enjoy. undivided attention to and, and be a mm. part of, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, and I think that sometimes um, it's not mandatory to have a specific idea in mind. Um, but what, what I found really beautiful about modular syntax specifically is that maybe you are just to do a random patch and you know i i go in my studio in the morning with a with a cup of coffee and i start to put all the cables to patch my model or just to 
I don't know, make a sound or do something. Mm-hmm. And a lot of a lot of time when I do things, I w- I'm like, okay, that, that could be a, a good intro for something. And I'm recording yeah. it. And I'm, and I'm just press record and record the whole day and then figure out that, oh, wow, I have three, four tracks that, that <laughs> tell something, that tell something that I want to say today. Of course, I'm not producing like this. I'm not like, okay, let's do, let's do something random, just uh, record it and it's done. It's mm-hmm. not like that, of course. But um, I mean, uh, it's not that mandatory of a specific idea in mind. Because sometimes the instruments give you the the right sound to start. Yes, with. yes, that that was something I wanted to to. You reminded me of something I wanted to ask you is because that's that's very rarely do I ever try to. I I feel like I never have a feeling or an idea that comes into my head, and then I'm like, I need to make a track about that. I'm usually mm. like, I feel like making a track. Let's go start experimenting and then I follow the sounds that kind of start showing yeah. themselves to me and that's and then I find myself within those sound it's a very reciprocal or collaborative <laughs> it's you know. it's a dog that that go to catch the entails like <laughs> <laughs> I love that <laughs> it's a never ending story it's like it's before the egg or the or the chicken <laughs> It's before music. It's before sound or the actual flow of that sound. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. I don't know <laughs> if it so, makes sense. Going back to this album, is there a specific track on there that you think is like maybe like the thesis of the album, or is maybe your favorite, or you feel like you expressed something specifically in a very accurate way, or? Uh, I have a couple favorites, <laughs> <laughs> if I have to say it. Um, yeah, let's for, talk about them and why. Why they're your favorites? For for different for different reason. Um, I I could say that the way of letting go and indivisibility <laughs> are my two favorite of the album. Mm-hmm for different reasons um, and they are for actually they 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 are the only two songs of the album that are for a specific person like mm-hmm. they are both for two specific person that are super important in my personal life and um, yeah they are my my favorite one when it's uh, has an, a really happy meaning, the other one, um, it's uh, happy and sad at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they are my, my favorite, not, not the way they sounding, the way they, the, the meaning that they have. Now you don't have to tell me who these people are, but do either of them know that these songs are about or inspired by them or for them? Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure they they both know that the song are for them. You're oh that's funny. You're pretty sure. That's funny. <laughs> well, I like that mystery. We can leave it at that. 
um, unless you <laughs> want to talk about it more. Um, no, it's just uh, um, oh, one is for my uh, the love of my life, uh-huh. <laughs> like that. and and the the way of letting go. Um, I've done right. Actually, my grandfather passed away, so mm-hmm. it's it's completely for him, and I I'm sure that he knows. Mm-hmm. So okay. was 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 that a like a ego part? Like I'm right. sure that they know. <laughs> uh, but in in my heart, I I feel or I won't believe that he knows. So yeah, yeah, I love it's that. a letter. <laughs> I I yeah. really like that um, that that this idea of it of this album being kind of uh, letters. Um, I really like um, the the first song. What's your favorite? <laughs> Um, ex- is it explorer, explorer, explorare, explore? Okay, and then uh, frontiers <laughs> of solitude. Those are my two okay. favorites. Okay. Um, but my favorite title is lighthouse keeper, and I wanted to ask, um, is is there like what? Because it, I feel like I'm in a lighthouse when I listen to it. Mm-hmm. Is is that why it's called that, or is it about a specific lighthouse, or? Ah no, it's 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 a feeling. Um, mm-hmm. As I say, the the long voyagers, lovers, and lands—it's a letter for those categories of people mm-hmm. uh, that I think everyone could relate it to. And as the lighthouse keeper, um, I feel myself like a lighthouse keeper sometimes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I kind of think that if you think about it, maybe you too could feel like a lighthouse keeper sometime in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That what does that you mean to... to you to, to feel like a lighthouse keeper? What does that mean to you? Cause I can't stop thinking about that movie, the lighthouse and that's not the lighthouse oh, keeper okay. that I want to do. No, no, <laughs> no, but I mean, you, you, you are alone and you're just surrounded by the sea and, and you're just, you're just there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I picture like, um, being in solitude, but as, as far as you're, you're alone, as far as people go, but you're surrounded by the, um, the, just the four, like when I think of the sea, I'm just like, I'm just enamored with going to the ocean. I love going to the Puget sound, which is our like yeah, little sea inlet here. And, um, how imposing and dangerous and beautiful and mysterious, like it's, there's just, it's so evocative. So I, like, so I picture being kind of um, feeling uh, small or perspective maybe or something. It's feeling small, but at the same time, it's feeling super big. Like it's feeling uh, super powerful and strong. Mm-hmm. Even if you are alone and you are in the middle of nothing, but you are in a lighthouse and the lighthouse, it's actually you or could be actually me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I, I am the lighthouse and I am the lighthouse keeper. I love that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And there's a sense Maybe... of like duty or empathy or service to others in that you're keeping yes. others safe in a way in yes. this danger. 
That's exactly. these are the things that come to my mind when I think of this. I, um, I floating ice island. You have such good mm-hmm. titles for your <laughs> for your tracks. It's the worst <laughs> worst part of being a musician. It's find the title. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. There is the time when you have finished your album and you are super happy, and then you're like, okay, now I have to choose the title. I had to do that. I made an album that was really just a 33 minute piece. Um, it was like little pieces that evolved into each other. So they mm-hmm. were individual patches, but I wanted it to be one piece. But the label, um, and rightfully so, they wanted to have tracks for the digital album um, so they could be listened to. And if people liked yes. the last one the most, they didn't have to listen to 28 minutes first. Um so it was literally like two days before we had to send in the album artwork and stuff. And he's like, we need titles. <laughs> so I, uh, I was reading a lot of Carl Jung at the time. So I just looked up mm-hmm. like Carl Jung terms and I just named all the songs, like all these words <laughs> that now, if I look at them, I probably would forget what the meaning was, <laughs> but they were just kind of these weird names. Cause it's like, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to, cause everything that I name, like if I'm naming a, a project file on my computer for a piece that I'm recording, it's usually like dope beats with a Z, <laughs> you know, or you know, just something stupid like that. Version 100. Yeah, yeah. 74. And one thing I just kept naming everything really stupid, like with Zs and just tried to name them funny, but then they were, they weren't descriptive then you at all. And then what, I don't what know is what is what. And now I try to like, you know, you know, uh, Thanksgiving vacation, you know, <laughs> 2021. And that, I don't yeah. know if that's going to help, but, uh, yeah. No. Um, I need <laughs> some help with naming <laughs> tracks because I'm the thing that I'm working on right now is I had a, a hydrophone. I put a hydrophone in the water where there were a bunch of sea lions hanging out and I recorded mm-hmm. sea lions underwater. Wow. Yeah, it's really cool. And I'm like processing them through modular and making music around it. And the best I can come up with for a title is Sea Lions. But that's a stupid name for a title. (laughs) 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 Maybe I should go back to the drawing board with that one. (laughs) I I kind of like it. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about going with their like their taxonomic name, like the Latin name or something. Um, which is like Zephylus or something like that, which is kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, for titles, I just um, I just listen back to the tracks and I try to remember what I'm feeling when I when I write it, uh, when I when I actually record it and when I send it, and and what I what I'm feeling while I'm listening to it. Mm, so it's like it's that. a combination of the of this. Yeah, yeah. It's my like listening section of my album to decide the the title of the the entire album and of the tracks i just spend an entire day sitting in my studio listening to it and write down a lot of uh, like a list of words and combining them together do you find that you hear it how i mean i guess what's the how would you describe the difference in the experience of hearing it while you're making it versus hearing it when you think it's done? You know, like as far as does it ever surprise you and make you think of, Oh, I hadn't even thought of this, but I think I'm channeling this emotion 
or something? Mm. Uh, first thing, I think I think that uh, when I'm listening to a to a song that I've made, um, I have a feeling when I know that it's finished. Okay, you do. And yeah, I have a feeling like I, I I'm like okay, it's it's done. It's like this. Uh, I don't like to to work too much on on tracks because then um, I feel that they are a bit like overworked and they are not more uh, realistic and pure anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if, if that could answer to your question. Yeah. Um, I th- well, that's. I didn't even know what my no, question that, that's was. A- <laughs> Well, I'm just, Um, you know, I'm always trying to think when I hear other people's people explaining their process, I try to really see, it helps me learn about my own process. I've learned so mm -hmm. much about what I do and why I do it and what, and what I want to do with what I do from having these conversations and something that I'm, you know, that's always kind of in the back of my head is is this what am what am I expressing and what am I feeling and are those what's the difference between those two things and is there an is there a difference in what I is there a difference in what I think I'm expressing while I'm playing it um, compared to what I feel when I'm listening to it not as somebody mm, who's okay. making it but, but as a piece of music does that make mm. sense. Then there might not even be an answer. There might there you might it might be just no, it's the same. <laughs> and it might be different from song to song, which it probably is. Um, I don't know. It. I mean, uh, I think that all the time I'm I'm pretty feel the the same thing while I sounded it and while while I recording it and while I listen it listen to it back. Um, Maybe give me something more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. starting from the seed, as if, if we have to talk about like before the seed that we are planting. Um, so, so yeah, the the sound that I'm, I was producing and I was playing is the seed, and at the end, the feeling that I have while I'm listening back, it's. Uh, flower <laughs> yeah no i love that i love that going back to the seed thing that's really good yeah um yeah so i've just been in a very uh i've i for my new year my new year's resolution you know mm-hmm. new year new me i wanted to start being healthier and you know not drink alcohol and uh you know take the first month of of the, of the year off of alcohol and I'm going to read every morning. So I've been reading every morning and I'm, I've, I didn't read one book in 2021 Mm. and I've already almost read two this year. Um, so I feel like I've been in a very introspective place. So that's, I think why these questions are coming up in such weird ways. So I'm sorry that you are on the receiving end of this kind of mood (laughs) that I'm in right now. (laughs) No, no, no. I really, I really love it. I really love it. (laughs) Well, I just always think about like, why am I doing what, what I do, you know, you know, as far as this podcast, why do I do this podcast? Why do I make music? What, why am I so obsessed with field Hmm. recording right now? Um, are you sure that you need an uh, answer to it? 
Well, that's that's often what I think of. One is there is there actually like a concrete answer that I could come to, because it's it's multifaceted. There's a million reasons why we could yeah. do one thing, and then what am yeah. I going to do with that information if I do answer it? Um. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe at the end, if you have a, an answer, you just um, finish to do what you are doing like okay i have answers so that's yeah. it or maybe i just turn into a beam of light and just poof and disappear, <laughs> disappear. <laughs> oh god <laughs> um speaking of naming things uh you perform under uh is it idra or idra oh uh, i i keep it really italian uh-huh <laughs> So for me, it's Idra. Idra. So it's like Idra. Mm -hmm. Idra, yeah. Idra. I can't roll R's, so it's it's just yeah. I say Idra. Idra. And what? Where does that come from? And what does it mean? Um, has two meanings. Um, the first thing, and I have to say it, is because it's kind of easy to remember. Uh -huh. <laughs> No, it's a, I think it's a great name, yeah. Um, and then uh, he has two meanings that one is uh, the mythological uh, story, like the, the Hydra and Hercules. Mm -hmm. And the, the other one is, the, is that it is actually a huge constellation that is not uh, visible, but is the mm -hmm. most huge in the in the universe oh okay uh and now that i'm saying i'm feeling like that i'm um i i don't have my ego that it's so giant I, to i didn't to, think that to pick, to pick an artist's name that is the big constellation in the world <laughs> in the universe <laughs> um i don't know it was a fresh fascinating by something that it's um giant but it's not visible mm. I like that. I like that. I don't know. Keep, keeps me, keep me smiling and keep me happy. Think about that. Um, I don't know. Give me a reason to, to be something mm -hmm. like to yeah. continue grow up and, as a person and as a musician, but at the same time to not, I don't know, overestimate me or, or underestimate me. Uh -huh. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, almost okay. a way of, of staying honest or humble or grounded, present. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so let's bring it full circle. I'm curious, now that you've been, you know, you've made a lot of music electronically, performed electronically, you have your, you know, you. I can see you have two different modular systems behind you. Um <laughs> Has has your adventure into electronic music changed the way that you look at classical music or the way that you were trained, like um, in trumpet? Mm. No, it doesn't doesn't change anything. Uh, they are, as I say, uh, they are the two faces of. Uh, 
my personal medal. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh, and they are just living together and they love each other. And, <laughs> and I'm using what I know in the classical, um, with the classical music into the electronic music. And otherwise, I use electronic music um, and what I know about electronic music to look at, back at my classical journey. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so we are probably getting close to an hour ish. Um, so before we start wrapping things up, I want to know, is there anything that we haven't discussed yet that you wanted to scream from the modular mountaintops? Uh, I think, no, I think that we are discussing a lot, a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm, I hope that everything that I've said was clear enough. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I think, yeah, I, I love this conversation. Because <laughs> uh, I'm always a bit worried about my, my bad pronunciation <laughs> and my weird <laughs> Italian sounding English, right? <laughs> Well, um, I think a lot of people like, we love accents. They're very charming. <laughs> so yeah, it, your insecurity is actually to most, you know, that's, that's, uh, it's way, it's way more in your own head. Everybody else listening who, who's not from Italy is going to be like, oh, I love this accent. <laughs> <laughs> Exotic. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Spicy. Um... <laughs> uh... Oh, you were uh, on the Connected Volume 2, right? The IUE yes. Records release? That was recently, yes. right? Yes, 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 yes. I love it. I love it. I love the concept. And I love um, working with that, that, in that album and was amazing. Um, yeah. Did, yeah. One, did, one thing that the... Martha... Go ahead. Uh, the, one, thing that, one thing that I really enjoy about this pandemic is that I think that makes our weirdo community <laughs> um, huge and really like we are just um, giving each other our end and try to to work like from side by side on the war in the world and try to make things together and try to actually do things while all the world is closed and all the world is going crazy mm -hmm. completely and I I, I mean I really enjoy the pandemic. That is a superb. <laughs> Sorry if I'm saying it. No, I mean I'm there, not enjoying there it. There are it's, positive it's aspects. Ter it's terrible. It's terrible, and I hope that it will finish soon. Because I, I, we are, uh, we are have to keep living our life as before, and I hope that that could be possible in, in soon or or not. But and but during the pandemic. Uh, I think that I have a lot of time to spend with myself and to learn modular too. That for me was a, a time to learn things mm -hmm. and a time to discover more my music and to, to play all day long and try to figure out things um, and think about projects and actually give, gives me a lot because now I've reached a lot of things that I know I don't know if I will reach it without the pandemic. I and, agree. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I work with the connected to um, compilation. 
uh, another beautiful release that uh, me and um, TJ Six Missing we are we're working on the wildflowers. There is an, an EP that went uh, via Mystery Circles. Uh, it's oh, a cool. cassette edition. Yeah, and we work together. And I actually find like TJ for me right now. It's like a mutual friend, like a pen friend. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> and I really love it. Like wow. Yeah, I love that. Like with the the one of the best aspects of our crazy technology that that we have that can like we're we're talking right now and we're on completely different yeah, continents, exactly. you know. Um, and that aspect of it has just been beautiful, and I couldn't agree more. Like I feel like our our modular community really has grown tighter and stronger yes. worldwide because of the pandemic, because of all the different online, um, you know shows yes. that were supposed to be happening yes. in real life in various cities were now happening yes. that everywhere it's, it's sad to say it but it's true mm -hmm. um yeah i just picture like super booth 2024 hopefully the pandemic's totally over and a bunch of people are at super booth and we're like from all over the world and we're like we all know each other but we're finally all together in one space hanging out and celebrating this community that we grew over this terrible time so a let's family all put that, reunion <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> let's put that in our mental vision board and and manifest that into reality um cool well thank you so much i have one final question and if you don't have time that's okay i can edit this part out let me find it really quick i generated a random adjective and random noun because I do a thing called a patch challenge on the show. Okay. Okay. So what I do is I give you a random adjective and noun. And then uh, when we're done talking, when we're done hanging up, you on your own time, you make a piece of music inspired by these words. Love it. Go and ahead. This is the, these are the words that came up from my random word generator before we started talking. Uh, beautiful velvet. Which I think is funny because you mentioned velvet <laughs> earlier, so that's kind of that's kind of weird hello, because I hello Hallians, we know that you are listening. Wow, that's weird, but I love it. Cool. Well, I'm excited to hear it, and um, if there's anything else you'd like to promote, really quick, the last few seconds of the show are yours. Um, keep your ears and eyes open during March because I have something that will um, will be yours. <laughs> oh, cool. I look forward to that. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tim, for asking me to do this. And it was a super nice chat and I love it. So thank you. Okay, this is where I would have put in Idra's beautiful velvet patch challenge, but something happened with uh, files and it's just a long story, but I'm going to have to play it on a future episode. The piece exists. I don't have it right now, and I can't get it in time for publication of this episode. But I'm going to play it next week, probably. So that'll be a little of incentive to come back to the old Podular Modcast. All right, that's our show. Thank you so much to Idra for coming on. Don't forget to check out her album. Link in the show description. Also, the IUE Records Connected Volume 2 compilation where I discovered... Well, I didn't discover her. Where I found her music for the first time. Um, so, yeah. 
great, great, great conversation. So excited to have that be the first one, the first uh, interview conversation back from our little break here. Um, thank you to Patchworks, P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com for all your synthesizer needs. While you're there, why don't you check out the After Later audio inventory that they have and pick yourself up a carve, maybe. I really like this module. It's extraordinarily versatile and useful. Um, there's just so much stuff packed into um, to one module. It's it's good for beginners and experts alike. I would also like to just take a moment to to uh, talk about the BetterHelp partnership. Um, this is I'm going to be honest with you. It's a it's a trial run. They're only giving me a few shots to see if um, if people end up using the 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 discount that you can get through uh, going to BetterHelp.com/podular. But I I just really want to emphasize that if somebody out there listening right now has been thinking about trying out therapy for the first time or thinking about getting back into it but worried because maybe they don't have the insurance or the money for it right now this this is going to be a much more affordable option and you'll also get a 10% discount if you go to betterhelp.com slash podular so um yeah I'm just really excited I, I hope somebody out there takes advantage of this and it helps them um even if one person uses it once and uh, I don't continue working with them, but it actually points them in the right direction to getting help. That would be a win for me. Um, you know how uh, important I think talking to somebody else is about your your uh, you know what's what's bothering you mentally. Um, and it's nice to have kind of an uh, a, an objective third party, somebody who's not emotionally invested with you, who you don't know, who's actually trained to talk to you about this kind of thing, or whatever this whatever this kind of thing is for you personally. So yeah, I just really want to stress, if you've been thinking about it at all, just give it a shot. It's so worth giving it a shot. So once again, BetterHelp.com forward slash Podular. Um, and then finally, thanks to everybody who uh, who supports me on Patreon. Got some new people signed up lately. That's really exciting. Um, I have I have some big ideas. I have some big ideas about video and and collaboration stuff, but they're still baking in my head, as I've said. So uh, I'm I'm hopefully by episode 200 for the four year anniversary um, of the show. I'm gonna try to lay this all out and make sense of what we're going to do with the Patreon moving forward. But if you want to just jump over there right now to help keep the LEDs blinking until then, it's patreon.com forward slash podular modcast. There's going to be stems from the field recording episodes um, available to you guys before they are uh, available to the general public. And also there's going to be some uh, bonus field recording episodes, hopefully, and a video tour of the Needham Woodworks Workshop coming soon so yeah i'm gonna stop talking thank you so much until next week